Welcome to the Logistics of Logistics, a podcast dedicated to exploring how things get places and the people who get them there. We'll talk with logistics and supply chain leaders about innovation, industry trends, and the future of the logistics business. Now, here's your host, Joe Lynch. Hello, friends. Welcome to the Logistics of Logistics podcast. My name is Joe Lynch. Thank you so much for joining us today. Today's topic is TMSA Key Takeaways with my friend Jennifer Carpus romaine How's it going, Jennifer? I'm good. How are you, Joe? Doing great, doing great. So please introduce yourself and your company and where you're calling from today. Sure. I'm Jennifer Carpus romaine and I'm the Executive Director at TMSA, which stands for the Transportation Marketing and Sales Association. And I, we're based out of the Cleveland, Ohio suburbs, so North Olmsted area, if people know the area where that is. <laughs> where the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And all that. <laughs> and that football team. You guys need a quarterback. <laughs> you might. <laughs> so, so what does TMSA do? Sure. So I always love this name because it both gives everything away and still needs explanation. So we are the Transportation Marketing and Sales Association. So we are a trade nonprofit in the supply chain, predominantly transportation and logistics firms, and the people who sit in those sales and marketing seats inside those companies. And then we also have an affiliate network of people like technology companies, marketing services firms, sales trainers that kind of provide support for those people in those seats and in those businesses. And we are here to provide events and networking and content and education and all of those things for those people to learn. Because what we have found is that predominantly both for marketing and sales, but there are smaller teams, no matter how big the company is. And especially on the marketing side, you often have like one person in marketing. The director of marketing is directing all of the marketing and all and executing and doing all of the things. And the sales teams are often small. So where are these people going to connect and find peers and talk to one another and brainstorm and get ideas? And that's what TMSA is. Yeah. And, and before we hit record, we were talking about how much has changed in this industry. So we're talking about brokers and carriers and all the third-party logistics companies that are all trying to sell to the supply chain, to the shippers. And it just seemed as if not so long ago, sales, there was no marketing. I mean, I don't even think that's an exaggeration. The vast majority of companies did not have marketing. And if they did, it was a very small piece. And then you have sales teams that just basically make 100 phone calls a day and figure it out. And now I feel like we have, for so many reasons, had this, your conference was called Level Up, right? The theme? Yeah. So the theme of our conference this year was Level Up because we feel like after COVID and just right now in the industry, like we are all trying to level up and everyone's coming at it from a in a different place. So some people, yeah, they didn't have any marketing and all of a sudden they're like, what, what is marketing? Or it was someone's like secondary job. And all of a sudden now they have to like actually report on it. What do they do? Or it was like someone who was the sales and marketing person and it wasn't broken out, but how, or they're trying to build their team or find the right partners to execute things better. So it's 
our conference was all about that. How do you level up your business and your sales and marketing and, and take it to that next step? Because that's where we need to go. Yeah. And I would say that we've had uh, so, much so much change. We didn't used to have marketing. And by the way, I did some digital marketing in this space. So I worked with companies writing articles, doing social media, doing a number of websites with my friends over at Sunant Interactive, who still still do a lot of logistics websites. And very good-sized companies, really well-run companies would have websites not so long ago, 10 years ago, that were ancient and virtually no content. And there's still some people who have very spent very little money on their websites. They had no marketing. And I remember when I was doing that digital marketing, people would often say to me, I don't want marketing. I just want sales leads. And I was like, well, that's not the way it works. I have to do stuff to get those leads. And they're like, just give me the leads. And I was like, and I was like, this, that was one of the reasons I left. I felt like it was a very difficult space. And by the way, there are some great marketing people out in our business now, but I think a lot of them had this uphill battle over the last 10 years. But now it seems that we have leveled up, at least in marketing. We're spending the money on content webinars, podcasts, you know, articles, so much that we're doing now that we weren't doing so long ago. So what do you think on that? Yeah, I one of my favorite things. So I was actually so I took over as executive director tail end of last year, early this year. And so everything's been kind of the turning the page of TMSA, but also leveling up ourselves and like what really comes next for the industry and for the association. But I had been a affiliate member through the company I was working at before for five years. So I've been very active in the association and I loved not just meeting with my peers, so other directors of marketing, but I also really loved the salespeople that would come and I would get to engage and connect with because there is a disconnect between salespeople just wanting leads and marketing wanting salespeople to understand the value of what they do and how right. can we align those things and have those conversations. And sometimes those conversations are really, really hard to have in our own companies for a few reasons. One, the salespeople don't have time to always have those conversations with you. As a marketing person, you should make the time to get on sales calls and listen to see what's going on so you can build better collateral. But there's also like a vulnerability in some of those conversations of explaining like, hey, maybe I don't understand the best way to right. do this. So when you go to TMSA and you make these connections and you build these friendships, you can really talk to people in your same job title, but also kind of on the other side to help you better at your own company. And that is definitely something I'm seeing more and more of within our membership of people really wanting to continue to engage and have conversations across all sides of sales and marketing in the industry. Yep. So you alluded that I kind of jumped ahead here. Tell us a little bit about you. Where did you grow up? Where did you go to school? And give us some career highlights before you got the top job over there at TMSA. Sure. So I'm one of those people that have really gone through many different industries, many different jobs. And if you would have told me that this was where I would be, I would have <laughs> laughed. Like even trying to explain what I do now to my friends and family, they're like, I thought you wrote things. And I'm like, well, I did. And I still do that a little bit. But so I grew up in the Parma, Ohio area. So I have only moved a few towns over now, but I did get out of my hometown just barely, but grew up. <laughs> and then I went to Ohio University for my undergrad and I went to the journalism school there. So script school of journalism, started my career in journalism 
I worked local reporting as everybody does. And then I really just found my love in B2B and industry. And I started in the tire market and then the rubber market and understanding industry and manufacturing and transportation then really guided the rest of my career in a way that I would not have anticipated. Like every journalist's dream, or at least everyone I know, <laughs> was to write for the New York Times. Like that's what you want to do. But there's this whole other world out there. And I just embraced that. And so I wrote in the tire market for a while. Then I switched over and joined a marketing agency because I really loved helping people to tell their stories, helping companies to figure out what their differentiators are and how to get that out and showcase that in new and exciting ways. And then I joined a tech firm that sold into transportation. And that's kind of where I came into TMSA initially. And I jumped on the committees and was very active. Like I loved being on the education committee here. Last year, I took on the marketing committee, joined the board of directors, and we knew that the old management company was kind of looking to head out and get a little bit closer to retirement for themselves and was part of the search for the new leadership, but did not anticipate that was going to be me. And then we had our conference in October of 2021. And after that, I just felt the pool. I just had so many ideas for TMSA. And I believe in this association and what it stands for so much that I then threw my hat into the ring. And within a couple of weeks, became the new executive director. So it's been quite the path of job hoppings. I actually remember at the show, I got to interview Chris O'Brien with C.H. Robinson. And I was he was saying how long he's worked at that company. And I was explaining how much I job hop. But then I told everyone, like, don't worry. Like, this is a passion project for me. Like, I plan <laughs> to be at TMSA for a long time. But because I just explained all the reasons why I've kind of gone from place to place. But this kind of culminates all of the things that I've done. And I, I really do believe in it. And it's really exciting to see a lot of these ideas and enhancements come to fruition over the past six to eight months. Right. I think you really did pick the right time to get in. I mean, I know uh, Brian, the guy who's doing the job before he was on my podcast, and uh, I know he kind of felt the same way. That was just before COVID, though. Everything changed during COVID. But I think when we look at the transportation and logistics space, everybody is very sales-driven. Everybody wants more sales. And your organization is dedicated to helping them learn how to get more sales and maybe even meet people who can give them sales, right, who they can sell to. And I think it's so important because, again, We've seen big changes to this space. And I, I, I started to allude to it earlier, but we see big companies that come in that are tech-centric. And they might be based in uh, Silicon Valley or Austin or wherever. And these guys are saying, of course, we spend a lot of money on marketing and we get lots of good leads and we hand them off to sales. And meanwhile, we have kind of the old, the old guard who have – a lot of experience and a lot of people who are banging the phones and maybe they've got good messages, but completely different way of going about business and, and getting business, I should say. And I think we have consumers, sh shippers, whoever you want to say, we've all gotten so sophisticated. And I think we've all done this where you go, I really want that white paper. I want to download that white paper. But do I want to put up with the nonsense emails I'm going to get from them? 
And, do, and and by the way, sometimes when you go, I downloaded that, but I and I put my phone number in. I don't want to be, you know, I don't want to lie about it. But I don't want them to call me and say, "Hey, Joe, thank you so much for agreeing to be my new customer." I didn't agree to that. Right. I reading your content, and I feel like we're all so sophisticated. We've gotten to the point where we're like, I can check you out. I can check you out without you ever knowing who I am. That's the dark funnel. The dark funnel is podcasts and articles and all that stuff on social media that the marketers and the salespeople can't see. Because I think we, as soon as technology started working a little bit, people thought, cool, I'm going to get Jennifer's name. I'm going to ping her eight times with emails. We're going to call her three times and then she's going to buy. That's the way it works. 11 touches. Right. And you're like, no, 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 no. I didn't. I am looking for the long term, and I'm just searching a whole bunch of stuff right now. And I'm like, no, it's eleven touches. You don't understand. <laughs> so the world has changed so quickly. I agree, and I think really figuring out what your prospects are looking for is important. Like there's a reason why there's different stages of engagement and why there should be, because yes, if someone's just downloading a white paper, that doesn't mean that you shouldn't bombard their, their emails and their telephone lines, because if anything that can put a sour taste in their mouth, if they are just trying to gather information. So I, I agree. There's a way to make technology work for us, not against us, but we have to really make sure that we're doing it properly and in a smart and engaging way. Yeah. And I think, you know, we've always had this idea of that funnel, you know, where the sales funnel where you put things in the top and then they sort at the bottom. And, you know, for every 100 things that uh, people I put at the top, one drops out the bottom as a sale. And I think more and more we're saying, eh, that's my, the funnel is not the right idea. We're more of a flywheel idea yeah. where we're constantly engaging with existing customers but also pr- prospects without being uh, that pain in the ass, without sure. being the guy who says, I will just call Jennifer and wear her down, right? That is not exactly how strategic sales happen. No, and I think especially in this industry where if you say, oh, like this person's my customer and we are successful because we got one load, that's not enough. Like how are you going to continue to win their business? So just thinking of that, yeah, one customer in, one drops out. Like, well, what is that? Is it just one load, just one lane? Like, or are you winning their business over and over? Are you retaining that business? And that's a completely different thing that maybe not other industries don't have to think about as hard as we do, <laughs> but we do. Yeah. And I think so much is we, we have been bombarded for a minute. It seemed as if, well, sales is easy. Get on LinkedIn and hit people up on LinkedIn. And 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 I've had a number of people on my podcast talk about how to use LinkedIn. And it is about building relationships, not saying Jennifer stupidly accepted my connection request and now I will send her messages daily about what I sell right. and what she needs to buy. And there's a way of going about it where you say, I connected with Jennifer. I saw what she was writing about. I saw things that she's reposting. I see conversations she's part of. I joined in those conversations. Hopefully, I add a little value somewhere along the line. And when I do reach out and say, hey, Jennifer, we've been connected for a while. Would you mind having a quick conversation? Hopefully, you say yes as opposed to, didn't I just connect with you yesterday kind of reluctantly right. and now you're bombarding me? <laughs> like, that is not the way we're supposed to do it. But anyway, getting back to it. 
social media seemed like the silver bullet for a minute. And then you, you mentioned before we hit record that you sold CRMs yes. at one time. CRMs was the silver bullet. HubSpot was the silver bullet. Getting a website or doing webinars, everybody seemed to think that every one of these things was the right way. And I will suggest that it is a very complex, convoluted process. And that's why you need to go to TMSA because there are people who will share what they've done to succeed. There are companies who say, I'm not just going to sell you a CRM. I'm not just going to sell you this. I'm going to show you how to develop a strategy and a process to get some more biz. Yeah, there's we have our affiliate network. So if you're looking for partners across the board in all different technologies or just services, we have that. And then we also have other thought leaders that are in this space that can other logistics companies, other transportation companies that are saying, this is what we're doing that's working. And that's invaluable because everyone, I mean, no one is fully giving away the secret sauce, as they say, but people are much more open and engaged in this group of people than I've ever seen at any different like event or association that I've, I've seen. So often, just because they're a logistics company and you're a logistics company, you might not compete at all. They might do oil field stuff and you're moving pharmaceuticals. So I think there's a lot of sharing. But anyway, so you guys did a conference down in Orlando yes. in June 5th through the 7th, and we wanted to talk about the key takeaways from that conference. So why don't you take us through that? So what was one of the first key takeaways? And feel free to talk about some of these wonderful speakers. I know my friend Blythe Groomley spoke there, and I know Chris Jolly was down yeah. there. Yeah. So we had a really great lineup. They were both there. I did do that fireside chat with Chris O'Brien. Where is he from? C.H. Robinson. Very nice. I, I hear they're doing well. Yeah, a little bit. So, <laughs> and we just had a really, really great lineup of both sales and marketing professionals coming together and kind of showcasing the best of what's doing and how to level up. So that that was really the theme. And every speaker that we had, every type of event that we had, we really wanted to showcase that. We also launched a new awards program this year with the Trailblazer Awards. And we had our awards banquet this conference. And that was just awesome. We added a purpose award as well this year because we I just saw so many companies throughout COVID giving back to their communities, both like the communities that they're literally well, won in. all these cool things. So, so many. Let's see. It's off the top of my head. I know um, ITS Logistics, Herb Companies in Canada, Versed. I can get you the list after for sure. I'm like, because we had all kinds of awards. I'll put a link to that in the show notes if you give it to me. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. We have a press release that announces all of the winners of both our traditional awards and our purpose awards. So, and then we have like the marketing mountain mover, like these top winners of both sales and marketing. So it was really cool to recognize so many people in the industry and to launch that awards program this year. And we should probably also point out, even though they didn't do it just to get business, I'm sure they did it because their heart's in the right place. These are also great ways to connect with new, new customers. And by the way, there are a lot of shippers, a lot of customers who are saying, I want to work with someone who has the values that we have over here. And so I think, you know, if you can be part of the community or or helping out make the world a better place beyond just moving freight, this is this is an opportunity to do so and be recognized. Yes. So Purpose Award winners, Verse Logistics, 
ITS Logistics, the Herb Group of Companies. I was right on all those. Read TMS right. and Trans Impact. That's who I thought. And then I was like, I might be thinking of the Trailblazer <laughs> Award. So then I didn't want to say it if I was wrong. But so kudos to all those people and all, all of the winners of the Trailblazer Awards too, which are like the best of sales and marketing in the industry. But key takeaways from the show. So there was a lot of engagement and I just kind of sat back and listened to speakers and also attendees of the show. I tracked LinkedIn. It was filled my heart, the amount of participation we had on the hashtag and LinkedIn, both at the show and even the weeks following the show. It was just truly amazing to see. And one of the best takeaways was kind of just begin. And that was a thing I really liked when she was giving her session. She was really talking about podcasting and that. I love being podcast guests. I appreciate so much being here today. Uh, yeah, so that's Blythe Broomley. Yeah. And so you can check her out at the Digital Dispatch. I'll put that link in the show notes. But um, so many people know Blythe. She's been on my podcast at least once or twice. She's and amazing. so she she is great at helping people with marketing. I know I um, referred somebody to her once and they did. she's done a great job for them. So she's fantastic. And she has the right approach to all this. And again, she's a podcaster. I feel like, I'm not just saying this because I'm a podcaster, but I feel like this is a new medium that popped up and, and it's a great way to reach people. And I'd like to, th I've done millions of webinars for both for educational purposes, but also for marketing purposes. And what I learned doing webinars is how hard it is to work your message in there with, by you say, I'm just adding value, but then I want to work my message in there. And sometimes it does, it's hard to have it come off conversational. And I think if it sounds like it's a lecture or it starts to get boring and we just check out. Right. We are not built to sit and listen to PowerPoint presentations. So I think the podcasts, which a lot of our interview formats, are easier to listen to. And I think in so many ways, your the guest personality comes out and you go, oh, I like this. I like this Jennifer gal. I want to work with her on something. As opposed to if you have to do a webinar, you know, I'm not saying you couldn't do it, but it's not as easy to make your personality come out and they go on. Oh, I know, like, and trust you. Therefore, I want to work with you. I've worked from home for a long time. I can talk to this. <laughs> to the screen. All day long. But I, I really do like the podcast form. But that was just begin. Like, I think too many just people. Start. Just Yeah. <laughs> you get in your head and you want it to be perfect and you take so long to execute it. Like the best thing you can do is really get it out there and see what's resonating with your audience. As we talk about leveling up, it is, how can we better serve our customers? How can we better reach them? Are we in the right places? Like, are you thinking about getting a TikTok or, well, you know, is your, maybe you're trying to better reach your drivers. Well, then start putting out content that you think your drivers would like and see if they respond to it. And if they don't, then you're just learning. You're learning, yeah. okay, maybe I need to put different content out or reach them in a different way. But if, if it's all just in conversations behind the scenes, you're never going to learn and you're never going to grow. So that's the number one takeaway is, is just start, just get out there and go. And it's, it's funny. I was a blogger for many years and I don't write articles anymore because I do my podcast instead. But I remember writing that first article and I remember I posted it on LinkedIn. It was probably 2011. And I remember thinking to myself, oh my God, like people are going to hate this. They're going to think it's stupid. They're going to, I'm going to get a lot of criticism. I remember putting it on there thinking, and I remember somebody was like, oh, this is cool. Thanks, Joe. And I was like, is that it? Few likes, right? And I, in so many ways, I had made this really big in my head that I'm writing a blog post. And then after a while, I just started saying, 
hey, this is something I do. I write. And people I, – I started connecting with people that way. And it's the same way with the podcast. My first podcast with my friend Steve, and I remember I said, next week we're doing a podcast. Win, lose, or tie. I don't care how bad it is. We're doing a podcast. And then Kevin Hill, who's my second interview victim, it was his first podcast and now he's over at Freightways, but my second. And I remember we both kind of came into it saying, we're learning something. Who knows? You kind of have to just get out, out of your own head to your point and just do it. Just start. And I would also say when it comes to podcasting, you need to continue because I think the average podcast uh, dies after seven or eight, nine episodes. And I think people get busy with other stuff. So you have to find a way to work. You know, if you want content for marketing, you got to make time for it. So what's the second key takeaway? So the second key takeaway is stay connected. And I think this is multi-layered, multi-pronged. Stay connected. Both if you go to a conference and you meet people that you really, really like, oh, don't yeah. wait an entire year to see them again. Stay connected. With LinkedIn now, it's easier now than ever. Like even if you didn't catch their email address or contact information, you can reach out to them on LinkedIn. Set up a meeting, have a virtual coffee date with them. Right. Like just stay connected and have those conversations. Our association is all about building your own network to better yourself all the time. And if you are a one-person marketing team or a sales rep that wants contacts outside of just your sales team to kind of have conversations with, then really keep those conversations up. And I think that's really important. I, I've i heard from a lot of one-person marketing teams and they've right. said, you know, it's very isolating at my company because people can speak the transportation language, but they can't speak the marketing language. And I have friends that are in marketing at other companies and other industries, but they have no idea how to talk about transportation because it's its own unique thing. So yeah, make these contacts. These are the people who want to talk about, right. about this all the time. But I also think it's really important for marketing and salespeople to stay connected to the industry, read industry news, listen to podcasts, attend webinars, like do all of those things because that's where you're going to really get into the nitty gritty and learn. And I think as we are growing really rapidly, there's more and more people coming into this space that have that sales or marketing experience, but not as much knowledge of the industry. And so really staying up to date, finding podcasters like yourself that you really like, you know, then put that on when you're you're working or put that on when you're driving to pick up your kids. My kid has listened to all kinds of stuff, <laughs> you know, so I, I think that that's really important is is to stay connected to the industry and to each other and to TMSA. <laughs> Yeah, and I was going to say, you mentioned the uh, the energy that comes from going to a conference. You meet someone, maybe you have a drink or a great conversation that's engaging, and then you check out and you never see them again, which is so normal. And I think, you know, one of the things I've got, trying to get it more in the habit of this, I use Calendly. And so I might say, Jennifer, we need, we need to, let's, let's keep up. Sometimes I'll say, let's keep up. And then I'll say, I'm going to send you an invitation to a, a meeting for 15 minutes, four months from now. And get it on the calendar. And then it's not a bad way to go because so often it's you. It's not like you had a falling out. You just go, I talked to Jennifer a year ago. Yeah, she's a great gal. Yeah, yeah. kind of lost track of her. I don't even know if she remembers me anymore. And that's a silly thing that we all get into. And we all recognize the challenge with keeping in touch with people. But it's not only 
TMSA. It's also the industry and it's your network. You know, if you're selling to people, you know, you want those pings that not, not inappropriate, not bothersome, just let's keep in touch. Absolutely. And you mentioned the Stay Connected. Once I started blogging, I became good friends with Adam Robinson, who's a blogger. And he's a marketing guy, top marketing guy. And because we were both writing articles about less than truckload, tons of articles. And he would write one and he'd go, this is a good one, Joe. And he'd go, I'm going to write one just like it. And I would go, I'm writing one just like yours. like and and Because we would, we would learn from each other. And then we became friends. And you could look and go, well, you guys were competing against each other. We didn't ever look at ourselves as com- com- competing. Just as Chris Jolly who's been on my podcast a few times, and Blythe Broomleaf and Kevin Hill and probably 10 other people from Freight Waves, you become friends with those content creators because there's a lot of interplay. There's a lot of back and forth. So I think I love this one. So the first one, just do it. Start, right? Second is stay connected. That's not only to the industry, you know, keep up, but also to TMSA because they they will help you. And then last but not least, to your network. Yes. What's the next one? What's number three? Big key takeaway. Big key takeaway number three is create value. And I feel like this is so important. We've talked about, you know, this industry is changing. It's moving fast. I also think anytime things are moving fast and things are crazy, there's a lot of chaos and a lot of noise. So I think as marketing and salespeople, it's really important to take that pause and really think about the focus. So if you are a salesperson, you're, you're making your list. Okay. I'm going to make a hundred calls a day. I keep, keep using that figure, but what are you doing on those calls? Is it the same exact message? We were actually talking before we hit record about how we get people asking us if we have like shipping needs. No. We don't stop calling, you know, but yes, I may have downloaded that white paper on your site to learn about the business or or whatever. But I I think it's really important to make more honest connections. So having a purpose and creating value in those conversations instead of just having the same conversation a hundred times, creating value in each one of those conversations. And as a marketing person, it's not just, oh, I need to blast out. I need to post on LinkedIn four times a day. That's a lot people will get annoyed with you. But like, where's the value in that? What are you providing? What information do people need that you have? And then putting that on. And I think that's so incredibly important because that's how you're going to stand out. If people just say your brand and they associate it with some randomness that you just keep throwing at their face, like that's what they're going to walk away from. If you are providing them true content that's very valuable to them or information or something that they need, if you're really thinking about what their needs are and what your purpose is, you're going to go a lot farther. Yep. And by the way, I remember doing this um, when I was still selling logistic services. I would sometimes, maybe I'd make some phone calls and and I remember talking about cross-border, doing Mexico cross-border stuff. And then I did a, a webinar on cross-border shipments and some of the challenges and some of the solutions. And I just was able to invite some people to who I'd been calling and I just invited them that and, and it was just a different way for me for me to hopefully add value and where they could go, oh, okay, I can understand the process now. And they're hopefully seeing me in a different light, not just the bothersome guy on the phone or by email, but hopefully they go, Oh, this guy actually knows how to do cross border shipments. Sure. And I I did those on cold chain a million times. Little things like when ELD changed, do a webinar on ELD, do a podcast on ELD where people go, Oh, okay. We have this big change. Maybe the shippers don't all have that knowledge, 
but they all know where to find it. They find it online. And I think that's that's more and more what we're looking for is I don't want to buy from Jennifer, the salesperson who keeps bothering me. I want to buy from Jennifer, the expert who has proven to me over and over again through podcast appearances and through articles she wrote and webinars and everything else that she is the person. And maybe I saw her speak at a conference. I think that's that's how we start to create value. And by the way, we're all going to have to find new ways to create value because automation and AIML, I love to just throw that in, is all, is going to do a lot more of the rote and the routine. We have to we have to move up. We have to find a, a new ground, higher ground, a way, ways to add more value. And that could be you know, that end-to-end connectivity, digital twin, who knows what it's going to be, but it's got to be something, which is why we have to really focus ourselves on how we add more value. Absolutely. So enough of my blather. What is number four? What is the fourth big key takeaway? Fourth big key takeaway is focused investments. So I think when we're talking about leveling up and and going to that next level, and this, as I did work in in tech selling into transportation in the past, and the number one thing I would always tell people is like, figure out what your needs are first. Don't go to the market first, because too many times people get really distracted by all the bells and whistles and all the cool, really cool things that people can do or software can provide for you, which is great. Bells and whistles are awesome. They are there for a reason. But if you don't know, okay, this is my price point and my tier in that software, and this is what I can afford, and it doesn't come with all those bells and whistles. But also, are you asking the actual like marketing practitioners, the sales reps who are using those systems, hey, what about our current process do you like? What don't you like? How can your job be made more efficient by using this technology? A lot of people skip that step and it's really invaluable. One, those people will have more buy-in if you consult them because they're part of the process and you will legitimately be making their lives easier because they have that input and that ability to say. And I think that's across the board with any investments that you're making. So whether you're trying to do Google ads or LinkedIn ads, or if you want to have like, do we need to hire a graphic designer or what do we outsource? What do we bring in-house? All of those questions. You can, I always say that marketing is like a black hole because you can really, (laughs) really fall off into space. But if you really stay focused and think about what is the need, the biggest need that I have and how can I make that better and achieve that thing, then kind of go down your list that makes it a little bit easier so that you're not just investing in everything and fixing nothing. Right. Well, and before we hit record, we talked about this is. A lot of people, you, we've all heard this story. Oh well, we had HubSpot, but it it didn't we it didn't work out for us. Well, you didn't change. There was nobody assigned to use it. There was no there was no plan to make that successful. It was just that that was going to be magic software that landed in our in our system, and then resto bingo, we're making a ton of sales with it. You sold CRMs. I'm sure it was the same thing. You can make a whole bunch of investments, a little bit in social media. Google ads, I told you how when I watch YouTube, all I get on YouTube is ads from people who are on my podcast. And I'm not buying any of it. And sometimes it goes for months and months and months. And I was like, I said their name on my phone and my phone told YouTube. So (laughs) thanks a lot, phone. But it's a funny thing. Somebody's investing in every one of those ads. And it's going to someone who's never going to buy. And I think that happens. But I think 
this is what you can be. You can have marketing dollars that just go to waste. And if you don't use your technology properly, if you don't maybe say, I'm going to do TikTok, but I'm going to do it on the cheap, maybe that doesn't get you anything. By the way, I just heard some marketing guru say, watch for TikTok to start lowering your reach and then asking you to pay for it (laughs) if you want more reach. It happens everywhere else. (laughs) I teach social media marketing at community college. And when I, Cuyahoga Community College in the Cleveland area, and I I open up my first session with like a scene of the dinosaurs and, and an asteroid coming and each dinosaur is like Twitter and Facebook and LinkedIn and the asteroid is paid ads because yes. And I always say, cause I call myself a social media dinosaur because I did social media before you had to pay for it. And now <laughs> it's, it's a different playing field. You can still do things successfully without paying, but the commitment to do that is substantial. So like you either are paying with your time or paying with your money <laughs> or both, depending on what, what you're trying to achieve. And that's really what people need to understand. And it's, it's not always, Oh, we need to have a stronger brand. So we're going to go on eight different platforms. No, think about what, who you're trying to reach. Are you, do you want more customers or do you need more? Are you using this as like a recruitment tool for your business? Because that's how a lot of trucking companies that I see, they want drivers. So they're trying to engage in these different social media platforms to appeal to them. Well, if that's the case, then think about how, where drivers are scrolling. Is that Instagram? Is that Facebook? Is that TikTok? Right. You know, and like go to those places. They don't, I mean, you should care about LinkedIn if you're trying to grow other recruiting areas or your business or whatever. But if you're trying to reach a driver, that might not be the best place. But so so if you're advising somebody, you say, guys, there's so much out there. You can spend on so many different technologies, all this different social media. There's phone technologies. There's all sorts of things that we – by the way, we all now love that uh, – we are getting text messages from randos asking us to buy stuff. And, and and by the way, I got one yesterday from, it was directed at a friend of mine who I work with sometimes. And it kept saying to me, Anne, did you get my last email? I'm thinking, I'm not even Anne. Yeah. <laughs> but, no, but Anne did think, not get this. <laughs> right. And But I just keep thinking, this is so many options, it be, becomes overwhelming. And then we start to just, I'll dabble in everything. I'll be half-assed in everything. And what your point is here is get focused, do do something really well. So if you're going to do something on reels and TikTok, say we are going all in because we are absolutely positive that that's where we're going to get some, some bang for our buck. Right. And if, and if you think, nope, that's not where the bang, we're going to go all in on LinkedIn or all in on Facebook or Google ads or whatever it might be, technology, do it. But I think there's a tendency to go, I'm just going to dip my toe in everywhere. I'm going to get a little bit of content market and I'm going to do a little bit of webinars and podcasts and, and hopefully, hopefully that just works. And that's probably not the best strategies to your point. Right. I think especially if you're a small marketing team, 
you really have to think through. It's not like you have someone that is your social media manager and someone that's your content writer and another person that's doing emails and another person that's tracking all your Google ads. Either A, you're outsourcing all of those things and you're just getting reports and making decisions or you're doing all of those things depending on what your budget is. So the more focused you are, the better result you can have because if you're really, really strong in the areas where you need to be, then Everyone will think that you're everywhere if you're the places where all of your people are. I love it. I love it. So what is the fifth key takeaway from the TMSA conference? Last but not least. So the fifth key takeaway is find inspiration. And this really came out of our ending keynote speaker. Her name's Shauna Suko, and she was amazing. As a ending keynote, I recommend any event planner like She's great. Send me your LinkedIn. I'll put it on the uh, uh, show. I will. And she was awesome. For one, she was just very like what you would want an ending keynote to be very energetic and happy. But she also broke out our the audience into groups of three people. And she made them like meet each other. You had to say one thing that you were proud of, not that your team did or that your kid did, like something that you did that you're proud of and said, like, this is something you can do, especially with a remote team to get people to like talk about their achievements and feel good about the work and feel engaged with one another. And she also asked everyone to pick one word that describes the rest of their year, like what they're trying to achieve. And I feel like now we're in a space where your professional life and your personal life are more intertwined than ever. So like for (laughs) me, I was like, my word is embrace. I'm going to embrace change. I'm going to embrace my family. I'm going to embrace everything that comes my way because this, that event was the first event I had thrown and I was, you know, getting the survey sent up, (laughs) set up like during her session. And I'm like, I'm going to embrace this, all the good and the bad. And if there's bad, I'm going to learn from it. And thankfully most of it was really, really good (laughs) feedback. But so that was really important to me. It was just really just embracing everything that's going to come because everything is changing very, very fast. Yeah. And, you know, I think we've all probably experienced this when you see this much change and we're seeing, we're going to see so much change in supply chains in the next 10 years. And again, I think a lot of us had this initial sense that the supply chain disruption that came with COVID was going to be gone in a year. If I listen to my podcast, I was saying a year in, I think we're at the tail end of COVID. Sure. And after two years, I say tail end of COVID. As I mentioned, I got COVID again, yes. my second go round. So, so I'm, I'm, I'm COVID listening to the podcast, I'm sure. So I'm not saying that COVID's going away, but we're going to have so much change. We're bringing supply chains back to North America in a lot of cases. I think you're going to see a lot of changes that we're all with this technology is changing. I think we're going to see sustainability be a bigger part of the buy, right? And so I think we all have to really just say the job I'm doing right now might not be the job I'm doing in two or three years. Who I'm selling to, how I'm selling to them might be completely different. So I'd love your, this idea of, you know, embrace that change, find that inspiration and whatever, whatever it is. Sometimes when that change is coming, we just kind of want to hide and say, I I just want to do my job. Right. But we, we have to uh, keep our head up and, and, and go at it. Absolutely. So I'm going to summarize these five key takeaways from your conference and then I want to get your final thoughts. So the first, first key takeaway was, 
just do it. Start. Start whatever you're whatever you're going to do to improve your sales, to improve your marketing. Get started. Don't plan, 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 and never do. Plan a little bit and then get started. <laughs> the next one was stay connected. And that was not only with TMSA. Of course, you should stay connected to them. But it's staying connected to the industry because there are so much change happening. And it's also, I think, that applies to your network. So if you're if you're working with people, try and keep connected. We have a lot of tools to do that. It's still not easy. I'm My, my own recent experience is schedule 15 minute meetings with people because they'll always take that and it's just a way to keep up and it's hopefully not uh, too intrusive. Next one was create value. And I think this, this is an important one. I think it's finding, if I could add something to it, it's create new value because technology is going to do a lot of the rote and routine stuff. We have to find ways to get to that higher level. And a lot of times this data, we're all kind of becoming data scientists and um, super important. Number four, you said was focused investments. Don't don't uh, minor in this stuff. Go get get a major. If you're gonna, <laughs> you're invest in something. Be sure it's the right place. Do your research and then go at it. Make that investment. Get get that ROI. And last but not least, it was find your inspiration, and that was from Shauna Saka Sukau Sukau. Anyway, enough of my blather. Give us your final thoughts on this. So my final thoughts is just, I took these takeaways and they, as you read them out loud, just like the quick hits of them, they sound soft, right? Like create value. But like when you really dig it deeper into them, they're so important and they can really take you places. And it is important to find value in what, what you're doing and how to put it out. And I, the biggest things that I always tell people is like, know your audience and remember your purpose. And if you do those two things, and if you constantly think about that in everything that you're doing, you're probably going to stay on the right path for yourself. And knowing your audience isn't knowing your audience from yesterday or five years ago or 10 right. years ago. It's knowing your current audience and knowing your audience on a specific channel or a specific metric, like who's opening your emails versus who's following you on social media versus who goes to your website for content. So it's it's important to evolve and change with the people that are coming with you. And every day, I mean, I know we we had a ton of new people at this conference from the conferences in, in years past. And so your audience is changing and how do you evolve with them and, and continue to meet them? Yep. And I think you mentioned uh, not, not knowing what they wanted a few years ago. A few years ago, the bar was much lower. Now, I think so often people want that customer experience that's tech enabled. They want it to operate like the Domino's app or like DoorDash or like Amazon. And if you go, well, no, I've always been doing it this way and everyone seemed to be happy with it then, right? They're not going to be. I think the bar continually goes higher. The home delivery, we've seen so much change. And I think that's why it is so important to understand your customer. And I will also say this. When I was selling logistics services, every once in a while, I would say to one of my customers, why do you buy from us as opposed to somebody else? And they would say, oh, you, uh, you guys do a good job. You pick up on time. And, uh, you know, if something's late, you'll call us. And, <laughs> and I would say, I would walk away thinking that's not actionable. And I realized, like, even when you talk to customers, sometimes they give you kind of a, a no answer. 
And I think that this is why it's so challenging. And this is why you got to find a good customer, maybe get them out for a beer and just say, please, please, please tell me, what is it about me? I mean, it's not just my good looks. There's got to be another reason you bought from me. (laughs) One of the other things that you can do for that is have somebody else at the company talk to them. Like, have marketing try to do a case study or just customer research because they're not they're pretty much unless if you have someone that's like very open and honest or you have a really good rapport with they're not they're going to give you those canned answers but someone else can get some different answers you got to get beyond the superficial and and by the way there are you look at these tech companies they do such a wonderful job on this where they just seem to know what you want before you want it And that's what we all have to kind of compete with because people want that wonderful experience. Anyway, let's wrap this bad boy up. Before you go, Jennifer, who does TMSA serve? Who's your sweet spot? And what problems do you help them solve? So we serve anyone that is in transportation or logistics or really the supply chain overall. We have ports, we have 3PLs, we have trucking companies, we we have everything. And then we also serve railroads. We serve air transport. Like we really want to be that space for everybody and people who are doing sales and marketing. So it's primarily sales and marketing, both down from the practitioner up to like a CMO, CSO level. And then SVP, yeah, right. whatever the, the titles are. But also if you're someone who you are still doing, there's still people who have like a combo role between marketing and like something else. So that we would still um, happily take, take those people too. And we really want to be that space for people to help learn and grow their skill sets. We have great committees that people can serve on as a member. So that's awesome, especially for like a marketing practitioner or a new salesperson. You can be on the marketing committee and the membership committee where you're engaging with new members as on the membership committee and, and getting that rapport with people and getting experience calling or emailing and on the marketing committee, you're also doing marketing. And sometimes it's really cool because you can do things that you're not doing for your own company, but still kind of build that. We have an education committee that helps build the education around everything that we do from webinars to the conferences to we have an executive summit that's coming up in Buckhead in Atlanta, October 20th through 21st. So there we're like very knee deep into finalizing the speakers and stuff for that event, which is a brand new event for TMSA. So we're really excited about it. But And then we have the recognition committee that really executed the Trailblazer Awards, put that upstanding and executed the awards banquet at the show phenomenally. So those four committees are always welcoming people and able to get more hands-on experience. And then as a member, you have access into our member portal to, you get to look at webinars from the past five years and, and any other content that we have. We do have, we are almost ready to launch our brand new website and member portal. And I'm so excited for that because it's a long time coming for TMSA and it's just going to make all of that information and that content even easier for our members to find and engage with. Yep. I think this is a, a fantastic organization just from a perspective of, you know, we just talked about understanding customers. This is a, this is an organization devoted to selling, right? Devoted to marketing. So you can learn what's happening in the industry there as opposed to having to kind of muddle through and learn it on the job. And I think that's so important. You, I don't know. I 
you did, I don't think you mentioned it. I know you have a ton of really good practitioners like Chris Jolly and um, Blythe and some of these people who you work with. So you're, they're always being exposed to people who can help them grow their biz beyond TMSA also. Absolutely. We have our affiliate network, which is our, our the partners of the industry. So we have marketing service providers, sales trainers, we have technology, we have recruiting firms. And the best part is like everyone that does that knows this industry. People who are in that affiliate network aren't just like, oh, this is cool. We should join this. It's really people who have worked with companies in this industry and have helped them succeed. For sure. Excellent. Excellent. Well, Jennifer, congratulations on all the success. And I'm so happy to hear TMSA is back to having live conferences. And it sounds like more than one live conference a year, which is new biz. And uh, congratulations on um, all your success. And the success of TMSA. Thank you. Yes, we're very excited. So our annual conferences are back in June. So we had one in 2021, but it was in October. But so we had it in June this year. And then we will be in Savannah next year for in June 2023. And we're finalizing kind of I did my site visits already. And we're just finalizing on the actual like location. And and, that's important, guys. Yeah. Yes. And I I do want to, one of my goals is to have some type of port tour when we're there um, for that event. So hopefully I'm not speaking too ahead of myself, but that is one of my goals. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to go ahead and promise if you go to Savannah, you guys are going on a tour, even if Jennifer's got you all hopping over barbed wire fences, you're going going to figure it out. But it's, it'll be twelve thirty at night, and you'll all be wearing black. But you're going on a port tour. I mean, it was really cool during the site visits, just seeing the ships with the containers going back and forth and back and forth, just right there, like on all the property. So I was like, "This is just perfect." It's just nice to see containers moving. Yes, they moved. I saw ships with them on and off. There you go, Jennifer. Thank you so much for taking the time. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. And if anyone is interested in getting involved with TMSA, our website is tmsatoday.org. Yep. I will put a link to anything you give me in the show notes. Perfect. So you can reach out <laughs> so, and talk to you. I'm just proud of myself that I remembered to say it because I <laughs> tend to forget. <laughs> yeah. And thank all of you for listening to my podcast. Your support is very much appreciated. Until next time, onward and upward. You've been listening to the Logistics of Logistics podcast, where we engage in conversation with experts in the logistics field. For more details, visit thelogisticsoflogistics.com or follow Joe Lynch on LinkedIn.